0: It's time to get inside the Giants huddle, huddle, up, huddle, up, huddle up. on Giants.com. Here we go. Here we go. In the Giants mobile app. Get them in there. Let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. And now we're joined by our guest. He is Brian Baldinger. He covers the NFL, of course, for NFL Network. The king of the Baldy breakdown. Baldy, we're about halfway through this sucker. How's the NFL season been treating you?
1: I mean, you know, once the train gets going, John, you know, no <laughs> so slowing it down. So the, the big thing is for anybody, I don't care what your, your position or Brian Dable, like you, you, you got to like establish your routine. And once you get in your routine, I mean, we live in seven day life cycles. So, you know, you just, you finish the seventh day and then you get up and you start it all over again. That's kind of how we do it. But I mean, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a great year. It's a lot of parody, a lot of surprises. Uh, certainly the Giants are one of them. So it's, it's great for the league right now. It's great for
0: me. Well, we know how we're doing it. Baldy, how are the Giants doing it? You mentioned a lot of surprises. The Giants are one of them at 6-2 and two with the bye, tied for Dallas, second place, NFC East. How do you break that down? How, how have the Giants gotten here and defied all expectations? I think you
1: got to go back to week one against Tennessee. You know, I mean, you, you go down, you, Saquon scores, and you go for two to go for the win. Like, I just feel like that, I'm not saying that shaped the whole season, but that's a good football team that the Giants beat that day. <laughs> we we'll all recognize it now. Um, they might not have been where they are now back then, but they beat a good team. The, you know, Baltimore's a good team. You made the plays at the end of the game to win that game. So you're finding ways to win games, and then you're doing enough to stay competitive in the game. I mean, to shut, you know, the Packers out in the second half of that game and, you know, find a way to win it in London. I mean, that's what it is. It's, they're, they're maximizing the talent that they have, you know, obviously they're you know, the receiving group isn't what it what it needs to be and all that kind of stuff, but they're they're working around all that stuff. Working around the injuries that they've had. And they're not turning the ball over. There eight turnovers in eight games, John. So you're not giving teams easy scores or easy, you know, short fields. And so and then they're just they're just a well coached team. They don't beat
0: themselves. Yeah, Baldy, no question about it. I'm with you. And you know, I, I think it starts with the run game, right? And I'm not sure this is necessarily how Brian Dable and Mike Kafka would play if they would, you know, create their team in a lab. Yeah. But this is their path to victory that they've come up with, right? So your thoughts on the job they've done utilizing the talent at their disposal to get this done.
1: I mean, he's my coach of the year, uh, what Brian's done and what Wink and you know what uh you know Kafka's done because Really, what coaching should be is, okay. what do we have and how do we maximize what we have and how do we game plan around what we have? And Saquon and Daniel Jones have been two really good runners. They've been durable. They've been excellent. They've uh, done it in combination. They've done it uh, out of necessity. And that's how they built this team. And so Bellinger has been a really good surprise, you know, as a tight end that can block and catch and do some things. Uh, obviously got hurt, at the, you know, towards uh, the bye. But, um, you know, this is this is what coaching is all about. And, you know, what Wake has done with guys that came off the street, you know, guys that are playing corners and protecting the edges right now, uh, you know, putting them in a position where they can, you know, use some of the skills that they have to the best of their
0: ability. You know, it's funny. I mentioned Saquon. And, look, he deserves a lot of the credit, a lot of explosive plays. He looks like his old self. But I also want to tip my cap to the offensive line because this Giants offensive line, as you know, Baldy, has been beaten up to a pulp for like the last like seven years. And yeah. I really think this is the best run blocking offensive line I've seen here. So you go back to the Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw days of the Super Bowl teams. Yeah. And, you know, I remember a couple of years ago, Saquon Barkley had more yards after contact than he had yards. Right. That That's not the case anymore. He's got some room to operate.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, it starts with, you know, what Joe did, you know, Joe Shane did in the offseason. I mean, I look, the Indianapolis Colts miss Mark Lewinsky. I mean, he's like, just the name says it. He's a Lewinsky. He's glue. <laughs> you know, Feliciano. Like, those guys are just steady, steady inside. Andrew is really developed. I mean, he's he's a special player right now. We, we didn't think that was the case, his rookie year, but he's a special player right now. They've cobbled the left guard position together. Uh, Bobby Johnson is a great coach, uh, offense line coach. He did the same thing up in Buffalo. Uh, he's just a special guy. He knows how to communicate. He knows how to teach. He knows how to develop. And ultimately, you know, you got to play together. And that's kind of what you're, you're alluding to here, John, is like they're playing really well together. And you don't see quick penetration. You know, you you see guys that actually understand and know what their assignments are, even when the defense is moving, shifting. And all the stuff that they'll do all the way up into the snap. So it, it's a great coaching job, Bobby, the fixing, getting guys in there that really understand how to play. Just steady eddies. You know, they don't have to, you know, they don't have to be all pros. But they just have to be like really good, solid players. And that's what, you know, and Evan is, is coming on. Um, you know, so I, I just feel like for the first time, like you said, in a long time, we could actually talk about the line as being a strength.
0: You know, Baldi, we could talk about this in the context of the Giants. If you want to take it league-wide, you can too. But I really think we're seeing a little bit of a transformation league-wide here with the run game as teams play more of these two high safeties. I mean, look at the years that Aaron Rodgers having, that Tom Brady's having, Matthew Stafford's having. And we're seeing a lot of these running backs having big years. And, you know, we're not seeing every team running outside zone now, right? We're seeing power, counter, gap scheme. Mm-hmm. What have you seen in terms of the evolution we've seen in the league this year in terms of the run game waking up and maybe in different ways than what we've seen the last couple of years. Oh, it's
1: no doubt. I mean, Chicago, Seattle go around, you know, go around how Dallas cobbled their team together with Cooper rush, you know, in there, you know, winning four games. And they're, you know, I see a lot of 13 personnel, John, three tight ends out there in Seattle, especially, but Dallas went to it. They got two good rookie blocking tight ends. You know, a rookie left guard, they've kind of worked around that, but you know, Chicago, as they developed their quarterback, You know, this is what they do best right now with a rebuilt offensive line. They run the ball. The quarterback is a big part of it. Quarterback runs and some scrambles, but, you know, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery are really good at it. And so that's what I see. And even last week, you know, what Jacksonville's doing right now, it's the best that they've, they've run the ball really, really well the last month. They haven't won, you know, all the games, but they've run the ball really well. I feel like this is, where we're at right now. Like, let's figure out what we can do best to protect our quarterback, take care of the football, not turn it over, and stay competitive. And you watch this week and see if Green Bay doesn't take that formula against the Cowboys and how they might shock the Cowboys, you know, just, you know, trying to stop a five-game losing streak. So I'm with you, John. I see it across the league. It makes sense to me. Um You want to you wanna play two high safeties and stop the deep passing game? Okay. But even – If they're not sitting back there, they're still rolling that safety down. Uh, Teams are going to that formula right now, and it's working for a lot of teams.
0: Don't miss Giants football at MetLife Stadium. Limited tickets are available for all remaining home games, including a matchup with the Eagles in December. Visit giants.com slash tickets to find your game this season and secure your seat. And, you know, Baldy, you talked about teams staying competitive, right? Adam Schefter put up a tweet the other day saying how the average margin of victory this year is the lowest in the NFL since 1970. And that's how the Giants have won their games. They're six and one in one score games this year. Is there a way for them to get out of that formula? Can they figure out a way to be a little bit more explosive on offense, or is this the way you think they have to play in order to win?
1: Well, you know, they, they shipped Cardarius Tony out. We waited, you know, a year and a half to see if he could do something. Um, you know, we we're just not getting. You know, you know, Shepard's on the shelf. I mean, there's, you know, you've you've gotten a little bit, you know, on the outside from Slayton, which has been which was necessary. Yeah. I don't know how how much, I don't know what you can get from some of the guys that they have right now, you know, with stills or, you know, pick a guy, but I mean, I think this might be the formula. Like they might come down to the final possession, final drive. Uh, You don't want to get, you know, the giants can't afford these games to get away from them. Although, Weren't they down twenty nothing to to Green Bay at one point, or seventeen nothing? They've been
0: I mean. down. They were down in the fourth quarter, two scores to both Tennessee and Baltimore, too. So yeah, somehow I don't know how they've done it. Quite Baldy, and they've actually run it a lot in these comebacks. But they yeah. have come back against some good teams. Well, I,
1: I do remember though, like charting that game against Tennessee, like they 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 couldn't gain an inch in the first half, run yep. the, and then and then the run started to kind of get bigger and bigger in the second half. And Saquon had obviously the big one. To start the third quarter that got them in you know scoring position. So, you know, they haven't left the run game. And that's what I see also, though, John, is teams that do get down, like you, like you mentioned about the Giants, um, they're not leaving the running game. They're not abandoning it right now. And that's that's a credit to I think you know, some of these coaches saying we, we can't afford to abandon it. It's gonna only get worse. And so I, I think that's something that to look for. With, uh, with Mike and, and Brian offensively, uh, how they kind of script this thing going forward if they do fall behind in some of these games.
0: Yeah, I, I think so too. And you mentioned protecting the ball, right? Keeping it close. Daniel Jones has done a great job of that. You yeah. know, they haven't asked him to do a ton in terms of making explosive plays down the field, throwing it down the field, but he's been very efficient in what they've asked him to do. So how do you evaluate his overall, his overall performance and his future going down the road here? Because, you know, he has a free agent after the year.
1: Well, he's still got a second half, you know, and maybe a postseason. So there's a lot of football to be played. I he's done everything that the offense has asked him to do this year. He's led, he's run, he's scrambled, he's rescued plays, he's made some good throws. Um, but you know, it's not where you know Patrick Mahomes. You know, it's, it's not where some of these teams are. So that's where you eventually want to get to. But they don't have the personnel to do it right now, John. Right. Yeah. So it it even if they finish the season strong and make the postseason, like, I don't know that you can still, like, you can't just cut your core. I mean, it's a good quarterback class supposedly coming out, but I feel like he just keeps getting better and kind of what they thought coming out of Duke is kind of what he is. He looks smart. He makes good decisions right now. He has figured out how to take care of the football. You do see the athletic ability, you know, eventually you want to be able to really attack, you know, vertically in the passing game, but they don't have those players right now. So you can't ask him to do those things. And so you don't know the evaluation might be a little bit incomplete.
0: No, I'm with you, Baldy hundred percent. You know, I've come around on the running quarterback a little bit. I was always your traditional throw from the pocket. That's how you win games. And I do think when push comes to shove, you're in a two minute drill, you got to, you know, down four score touchdown. That's what you need a quarterback to do. But I feel like with defenses and the way they've advanced, having that ability to run for a first down on a third and four on a scramble, right, is so valuable. Um, the way it opens up the run game when you're quarterback and keep it on a read option is so valuable. But at the same time, there is an injury risk there too, right? You know, running around a lot. So where have you kind of started thinking about this now with running quarterbacks? Because I do think it's pretty important, especially for young quarterbacks that are still figuring out the pocket portion of this and reading defenses, getting the ball out quick. The run game helps, but there are risks there. So where are you right now in terms of how much do well, you want to run your quarterback?
1: So I remember Bill Parcells told me one time, he said, you know, Baldy, like, you know, the the NFL can only take what the college game gives you. Yeah. And that's what the college game gives us. I mean, Matt Jones is, a, is an aberration. But, you know, they're giving you Justin Fields. They're giving you Trey Lance. You know, they're giving you these guys that, that are mobile. Now, they're giving you Jalen Hurts. So what you've seen, though, is all these players that came into the league as kind of like runners first are all developing. Yeah. But they only develop, John, if you just never stop building around them. Like Justin Fields, the town the around him is much better than his opening day start in Cleveland last year. The, the, when the Eagles traded for A.J. Brown, they got themselves a star at the receiver position, and Jalen Hurts has benefited from that. And so you have to take what their talent says which is okay they they're really mobile they're very good runners with the ball in their hands but how do we develop the passing game well you got to you got to build the offensive line you got to give them the weapons you got to you know and then you got to coach them and so you got to coach them hard you know like it it isn't always just take off and run like keep your eyes down the field extend the plays like this is your progressions like you got to keep coaching them up but These guys are dynamic players, and yes, the injury risk is is there. It's real. But, you know, you got to protect yourself. The rules are there to protect yourself. you got to take advantage of them.
0: The Giants official connected TV streaming app, Giants TV, brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to big blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. And, you know, Daniel Jones has been so valuable in that regard. I I think it really adds a a different portion to his game. And – You know, I guess my question for you is what kind of adjustments do you think the Giants have to make here now at the halfway point, right? Because teams have seen this roster with these two offensive coaches, Dable and Kafka, right? For eight games, they're going to watch the tape. They're going to figure out what the Giants are doing. And I think we saw the Seahawks do some of that last week, right? They really played that Daniel Jones bootleg. They had Bruce Irvin coming up the field and wasn't letting him get out and run. Are they going to have to make make major adjustments here in the second half? Or do you think they can still kind of stay the course?
1: No, I think you got you, you always have to keep evolving, and I'm sure you know one of the teams. That, you know one of the things that teams do during a bye week um, is they go and they just self scout themselves really hard. Oh. Now, I mean they always do that. Um, but I would imagine that Brian, you know, and Mike and, and Bobby and the group is basically really combed the first half of the season and seeing some of the things that Seattle did in that last loss. Uh, although it was a very you know it was a real close game in the fourth quarter. Um, and then what else can we do? Cause we've seen the creativity. We've seen the reverse passes. We, you know, we've seen some creativity and everybody has those deceptive plays. The key is, can you execute them and you, can you dial them up at the right time? They, they seem to have a, a pretty good feel for that. Um, but yes, you got to, you know, keep looking at the roster. What do you have? What can we do? What haven't we done that we can do? Whether it's unbalanced lines or, you know, just the things that, are all possible and so i think they have to keep evolving i i, I think the bootleg game you it, it's good but it's a half field read you can take those things away with the pass rush so i do think you know there's there's other things that they're going to have to try to do here to continue to stay competitive in the nfc east
0: yeah agree one before we talk to the nfc east Baldy, want to ask you about the defense because i think you mentioned it wings kind of doing this with smoke and mirrors right You know, we saw last year what happened when the Ravens lost all their cornerbacks. Joe Burrow was throwing for like six touchdown passes a game. So if you you would have told me heading into this year that a guy they picked up in September, and this is no insult to Fabian Moreau, he's been in the league a long time, was one of your starting corners. I'd be like, all right, that could be a problem. But it really hasn't been. So how have they played this well, despite the fact that they've kind of, and now they're not going to have Xavier McKinney for, you know, at least four weeks, that they've kind of been figuring things out a little bit with the personnel in the secondary?
1: Well, I mean, I just... Remember like Fabian Moreau, like he's just been good. Like they've, they've, asked been, yeah. things. They, they, they've asked him to play some man coverage and cover across the field. And, you know, and he's been good, you know, he, he, ball's not going over his head. So that's encouraging. Uh, I think that one thing that I think you can expect is I would imagine that ojalari and Thibodeau are going to be better in the second half of the season. Than they were in the first half. And not that they were bad, but, you know, they were both injured, missed time. Like, I would think that now that they've seen a a bunch of the league and protections and everything, that they're going to be better off the edges than they've been. That's going to help. Um, But Julian Love has been an MVP-type player. Uh, Wake has challenged both Leonard Williams and, you know, Dexter Lawrence, saying that if you guys aren't in the Pro Bowl, it's my fault for not getting it out of you. So he's getting more out of them right now. Uh, They've got to get much better against the run than they've been. You know, what Kenneth Walker did in that last game, it's not, you know, it's not sit well with Wink. You can't just blitz the run. You've got to play better techniques, um, you know, and get off blocks better. So those are fundamentals that I think you can expect. But I I think they've got four or five guys, John, that are playing on defense that weren't there on Labor Day. So it's a credit to how they're working these guys in.
0: How good has Dexter Lawrence been? Man, he is at a hell of a year, huh?
1: He, I, I never thought I would see this from Dexter. I didn't think we'd see the pass rush, the steady push in the pocket. And he's playing a lot of snaps. It's not like a 350-pound man is playing half the snaps. He's playing three-quarters of the snaps or more in some games. Yeah, And so he's playing a high volume of plays, and he's an impactful player. But I, I really believe, honestly, that Wink's got a lot to do with it. He's seen other coordinators and coaches come through here, and we kind of th- thought we knew what Dexter was. And now we're seeing like this guy is a real force, and you know he's, he's 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 rushing a passer better. He's getting on the edges of some of these guys. One guy seems to have a difficult trying to block him and keep him away from you know the the lap of the quarterback.
0: Uh, it's it's been impressive. All right, you mentioned the NFC East led bully. Let's talk about it, and the, <clears throat> the conference in general. Are the Eagles the class right now, and everyone else is looking up? How do you kind of tear out these teams in the NFC?
1: Well, I think, the, you know, the Eagles are just so well-coached. They don't, you know, they've turned the ball over three times in eight yeah. games. Like, they, you know, they're way out in front of everybody in turnover ratio. They don't beat themselves. They they are really well-coached in the moment. Um, and so the Giants, you know, the final play against, you know, uh, Jacksonville was a prime example. you know, like, just not getting the end zone. But the Eagles, it shows up constantly. Um, they've got really good depth. I think they have the best secondary in football you know they're very thankful that james bradbury is an eagle and not a giant uh he's made a big difference but they you know they 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 made some key acquisitions you know maybe Robin quinn will be the latest but kazeer white and hassan reddick and aj brown and you know chancellor Gardner johnson leads the league in interceptions i mean they've just stacked the roster so i think they're the team to beat
0: yeah no question all right, let's talk about the matchup. Baldy, you have the call with Chris Carino on Compass Radio nationally for, for Giants and Texans this weekend. What do you think about Houston? You know, they've kind of played a bunch of close games. They, I think, want to play offense similarly to how the Giants do right. You're not going to throw a bunch of balls down the field. Though. They have a couple speed guys with Nico Collins and Brandon Cooks outside. They run a lot with Damian Pierce. What are the challenges for the Giants' defense against that Texans' offense this week?
1: Well, it's, it starts with Pierce. You know, I mean, he's he's a really good back. He was coming out of Florida. Didn't get used a lot. You know, not a lot of tread off the tires, they like to say. Um, he's By a- the way, Bully,
0: what, what was Florida doing not using that guy? I'm watching him in the pros. I can't believe what I'm seeing.
1: I saw the same thing in Florida, though. Like, yeah. you know, he get eight touches in a game, and he'd run for 77 yards and a touchdown. And you're like, he runs through contact. Like, you know, you just have to put a few plays up there. We'll just watch him against the Eagles last Thursday night. Um, he is... Got tremendous contact balance. He runs violently, and he's got good vision. You know, some guys that run violently, they do that because they they can't see. And they just run, you know, they just run into people. This guy's got good vision and great cutting ability. The offensive line, look, Kenyon Green at left guard and Laramie Tunsell, I mean, it's a good left side. Um, they've got good players. They've drafted their offensive line. Like, all those kids are drafted. Um, they're not afraid to play rookies. they got two of them starting on – three starting on defense, you know, Jalen Petrie and – Oh, Stanley, um, They're Stingley. Yeah, yeah. They, they got rookies starting all over the place. They, if you look at their defense, outside of the rookies, they look like they're an expansion team. Guys just came from everywhere around the league. But you know, Lovey's got them. You know, playing his system and like they're competitive. They're very competitive. And if you give Davis Mills times, like he's he's an accurate quarterback. So it starts with stopping Damian Pierce though, because he's he is he's like he him and Kenneth Walker. They're going to see the two best rookie running backs back-to-back weeks here uh, in the league, and they're both candidates for offensive rookie of the year.
0: And then defensive, it looks like their pass rush came came alive last week against a pretty darn good Eagles offensive line, huh?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, uh, Jerry Hughes beat uh, Jordan Malata twice, right off the edge, you know, just speed off the edge. Now, Jerry Hughes has been in this league 11, 12 years. He's an experienced player. Um, I'm sure Andrew Thomas has watched that, uh, knows, you know, how low he can get and how he can turn a corner still, so... Uh, There'll be, you know, there, there's challenges right there, and they've had 10 days to get ready, so they've had a little mini buy, and they know that they're competitive. Uh, I don't know that they're turning the corner yet, but they're going to give it everything they've got, and so it's a good. Anytime a team can run the ball, it's a challenge because the more they run it, the more and the better they get at it, the more confident
0: they get. Baldy, this was fun, man. Always a pleasure. Looking forward to seeing you at MetLife on Sunday. Safe travels the rest of the year, my friend.
1: I'm very excited for it, John. Thanks for having me, buddy. I'll see you Sunday.
0: Absolutely. See you, buddy.
1: Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health.
0: Watch sensational Grand Slam action on Tennis Channel as top stars clash at Roland Garros in Paris. Catch all the excitement. What a shot. Come on now. With Tennis Channel's comprehensive coverage as we bring you live matches and nightly encores, plus match previews. That is awesome. Don't miss one of the greatest events in all of sports, Roland Garros, the French Open. Daily live coverage on Tennis Channel, now through June 9th.